0: Welcome to the DJ P Dog in the Mix podcast hosted by 18 year industry veteran DJ P Dog. DJ P Dog will share stories and have guests that focus on giving artists the tools needed for a thriving music career and a path to better health. You are now in the mix with DJ P Dog. What's going on everybody? It's your man, DJP Dog in the Mix, and thank you guys so much for taking time out of your schedule, bro, to come hang out with your boy, the one and only DJ P Dog. Hey, listen, if you guys could do me a huge favor, if you could do me a solid, whatever platform that you are listening to the show on or watching the show on, take a few quick seconds, man. Leave me a, a, a rating, uh, a five-star rating if that's what I'm if that's what I've earned so far with the show, and leave up uh, a comment. You know what I'm saying? It helps me out a little bit to rise up in the ratings um, on whatever platforms I'm on and it helps get more exposure to the show. So every little bit helps. So if you can do that for your boy real quick, real quick. OK, that will be greatly, greatly appreciated. All right. Hey, listen, man, I got a packed show for you guys. I'm going to start off hot. I'm going to get right into it because I got a great guest that's going to be on with me today. Um, but I want to talk about a few things. Um, not really a lot of things, but I'm going to tell you, I'm going to get into the interview because I got a great jam-packed interview for you guys. Great guests, but I'm going to let you guys know coming back on the other side, I've got a few quick things I want to talk about. One, okay, I want to talk about my birthday that is coming up, okay? February 24th, okay, is my birthday and I want to talk about that and I want to give you guys a health update because last show... Told you guys that I was going in for some dental work, and I got to give you an update. I've had to go in twice, okay, and the second time almost sent me to the emergency room, all right, and I'm going to tell you guys all about that on the other side of this interview. Today's show, man, I got my man Brinson, who's going to be hanging out with me here on the show, bro, and listen, this guy is an author. He is a, a record label exec. He's an artist. He's an entrepreneur. He's a kingdompreneur, preneur as he was saying. And we got a jam-packed show for you guys. We're going to be talking about a lot of things. I'm talking about, man, we're going to be talking about um, how to survive in today's, uh, in today's landscape of the music business, okay? We're going to talk about that, how he survived, how the individual and his label is surviving um, in the new b- music business world. We're going to talk about podcasting a little bit because he's got a podcast. We're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk a little bit, just a little bit, about wrestling, all right, jam packed show for you guys. My man Brinson. Y'all check it out right here on the DJ P Dog in the Mix podcast. And like I said, coming up on the other side, I'm going to talk about my birthday and give you guys some health updates. All right, from your boy. So, right now, here's my man Brinson on the DJ P Dog in the Mix podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it is, it is not every day that I get a chance to have an absolute uh, legend on my show. Okay. And, and when I say this guy is a legend, I mean, he's not only a legend, but he makes music for other legends, all right? Back in the day, giving you guys a quick history lesson real quick on, on how legendary this guy is. He did a song called Ric Flair on him, okay? The song was so hot, okay, that I, I burned that song on a CD and I put it in the hands of the nature boy himself, okay? Ladies and gentlemen, record label exec, entertainer, podcaster, entrepreneur, kingdompreneur, author. Please welcome my man, Brenton, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Yo. Hey. I've never, <laughs> I never knew that story, dude.
0: Is that true? That's a true story, bro. That is a true story. Matter of fact, I'll tell you what happened. And I'll tell you what happened real quick. Me and a buddy of mine, we were we were working, um, we were doing radio together, and I heard, hey, Ric Flair's coming to town. So we hopped in the car, like, on a whim, bro. Like, it was an absolute whim. And we were rushing. And I said, I gotta burn that record onto a CD. And I probably put a few other songs on that too. You know, can't waste the CD, gotta give it to the nature right, boy, right? Right, right, right. And so I put the song on the CD. We drive, like, an hour away to get to the spot. We're, like, one or two, we, like, uh, not that close we are like three or four something in line okay so we got there pretty early so one of our buddies who was um the television news broadcaster he shows up with the video camera and my guy who was with me his name is nick he, he asked our friend who's who's with the tv crew hey who's interviewing rick flair and he looks at my friend and said hey you can interview him if you want to so we're like yeah heck yeah you know we we yeah 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 it's the nature boy bro so we get in line and we get our autographs and whatnot. I hand them the CD. Then we wait for a while. This is in a Walmart, by the way. So we, we wait for him to finish his autograph session, Ric Flair. We go to the bowels of Walmart somewhere so that we could do this TV spot. My friend is interviewing him. Ric Flair and his guy walks in and say, oh yeah, that's the guy who gave a CD. And he, ha- he showed me, he said, yeah. And I'm gonna listen to this as soon as we get into the car. That's it, bro. This is insane. Brinson's Ric Flair on them. Wow. That's, that's song legends who wow. make songs for legends, bro. That's, that's who you are, bro. Wow.
1: Wow. <laughs> wow. Yo, I've, I've never known that. And I got I to shout out K-Drama for making uh, Air Jordan on them. That, that, that song probably was the most remix song in Christian rap history ever
0: it I I highly agree with that and I wish that you know and this is why I want to bring guys like you onto the show bro because Kai like these new school cats like they don't even understand like there was no I mean Facebook and and MySpace was MySpace was the thing back then right and so it's like if anything could go viral in the Christian hip-hop world that record went viral as a radio guy, I was getting at least ten to twelve remixes almost a day mm-hmm. for like a month, bro. I mean, you had so you started out with Eric Jordan on him, that's the original. Then Show Baraka did Kobe Bryant on him.
1: Yeah, show, uh, you show, know, you Baraka, did show Baraka did his. It was a big time lapse. So you had Martin Lawrence. Right. Him. You had uh
0: You had uh, the Ric Flair on him.
1: Ric Flair. You had <laughs> catch the journalist did what's the dude named Sean Battier on him. Uh and he's not even so many Michael Jackson on him. That was hard. Michael Jackson on him
0: that yeah I do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it was so (laughs) many and then show did his and since you know the platform he had at the time everybody knew that. And people when when K Drama do that song to this day, well when we was touring and all that (laughs) <laughs> Some people will come up to him and be like, hey, that's show Barack song. And he was like, uh eh, no, that's nah.
0: right.
1: he, he flipped. But yeah, that dude, that was one of the big and it was a fun time because the south really blew that blew yep. that whole song up.
0: And and that's what I miss about like that, bro, that time period to me, and and, and maybe you can help me out a little bit and correct me if I'm wrong. But I feel like that time, because you had websites like, you know, Rapzilla was there, and Rapzilla was like the OG even then. But you had the South, you had Illspot.net. Do you remember Illspot? Illspot, yeah. Um, you had um, the HolyCulture.net. Like yeah. it, it, felt like this collective. Like it, it felt great to be a part of CHH at that time. It felt like everybody was kind of creating a groundswell for each other. Um, and and for a guy like K Drama, bro, who had been in the game already for years, um, to get that kind of love and attention was was great. You yeah. know, he well deserved, well deserved, and he's still doing stuff too. Yeah, um, yeah. And at some point, I'm gonna have him to come on the show, like you know. And I think this is this isn't your first time. This isn't my first time having you on a show before. I don't believe. Um, it's my first time having you on the podcast for sure. But I'm sure when I was doing. I'm it's sure when one. I was doing live radio, you, we did something.
1: Nope.
0: No. <laughs> nope. Well, I'm 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 many many years behind behind the eight ball here, bro. Like this is even more of an honor and privilege to have you on, bro. But oh, listen, man. man, we we can we can talk small talk and chop it up all day. I mean, it's so many memories, so many stories. Yes. Um, but I want to talk about what you got going on, bro. You got the record label. God Chasers, you've got a brand new album, um, "Throw the Crown" that's out, and I want you to talk about. Uh, we're going to talk about all those things, bro. But let me ask you this: um, COVID nineteen is the thing right now, and one give me give me the two perspectives from a a record label exec perspective and an artist perspective. How has COVID reshaped um, what you guys are doing? How have you guys been able to reimagine? um and, and redo some of the things you've been doing since covid has been here
1: um the reimagining is still happening the you you with such a global thing that's uh a health you know health issues and stuff i think what i've done um has when even when covid first started last it really hit last march so i think in yeah. april I did a a live stream uh, concert. This was before my album dropped or whatever, but I did it just to encourage people. Because this is when everybody was still in the house. Nobody was really going anywhere. And um, I think reshaping how we're doing ministry is, I've been doing a a lot of uh, private uh, live stream concerts for uh, churches and uh, youth groups and even even speaking engagements all over this, you know. And um, I think it's it's really, we got to use discernment and just try to reimagine how you can do ministry, how you can relate to people, how you can um, touch people to their core and, you know, point them to the cross, even on screen because I mean it's no space and yeah. time for the spirit of God. You know what I'm saying? Like uh you know, people people are totally against Zoom, uh, churches and, and I'm like, well if God not strong enough to go through technology, then why are we worshiping it, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That's it. So I'm like, yeah the power of God can go through technology, the phone. I mean, think about this is not the first time people had to do this. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm sure you remember all those um, ministries that got prayer lines and all that. I mean, it's the same thing. You yep. hearing a voice, you Absolutely. you know, you receiving the word, you still, you know, it's still um seed time and harvest. You know, the, the word is like uh you just you you giving seed over and if people still have to have the, the good ground, stony ground, thorny ground, all of that still going through with the word of God. So um with what we're doing, we're we're reimagining. We're still uh, making music and all that, but I think the music that we're making now—well, I just speak for me, not for all the other uh, artists on the label. For me, I think I just have to—I I pray for more boldness because my music has always been bold proclamation on the power of God, how you, how we need uh, a savior and and uh, salvation, the Great Commission, and all that. But I think now more than ever. I just want my music to be more bold, more in-your-face, more uh, unapologetic. Unapology, when when I'm talking about Jesus, I've been unapologetic the whole time. But I want to be more of that because, I mean, we don't know how much time we got left. And it's like, I feel like it's no... If, if you if you don't feel like we we turning pages in Revelations, then I mean I don't know what what you looking at. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? So I'm like I don't think it's a time to 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 just talk just about the goodness of God. You know what I'm saying? I mean we got to talk about Absolutely. who He is, His sovereignty, His 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 saving grace, what why He came to the planet, like coming out of sin, uh, denying self, dying to self. Having self control, like really trying to get to heaven, all of that. So, I mean, for me in this time, I think it's it's a no time to play moment. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. All yeah. all the and you know I, I'm not talking about anybody else. I'm just saying for for me, I feel like this is a a pivotal time in history that is just like I'm not trying to rap to be cute. I ain't trying to rap to get you to like me. I'm trying to point you. To the cross and like, and if, and if it hits you, you know what I'm saying? Don't with the word say for those who have an ear to hear, let them hear. And if, them, and if yeah, you want something yeah. cute, I might not be the one, you know what I'm saying? And I'm cool <laughs> with it.
0: I heard that. I heard that. And that's, that's a great answer, bro. Cause you know, again, I think everybody's trying to, to reimagine and I'm a firm believer, bro. Like church, church has never stopped. Like the true church of the Lord Jesus Christ has never been stopped. You know, one of the things that I love that Jesus said, he said that not even the gates of hell will prevail against the church. Um, and so I, I'm I'm a firm believer, like, listen, you, they might have to close down the gatherings, um, the live gatherings, but we can still gather in Jesus' name. We can still pray in Jesus' name, and we can still do ministry in Jesus' name, um, whether we go to that building or not. Um, right. And that's just how... Yeah, that's how I feel about that, man. So um, I'm definitely encouraged by hearing that, bro, because I've heard a lot of different people. And that's why I wanted to get your perspective, too, because I think that is, is very valuable and valid, um, specifically in times like this, bro. Um, but let me ask you, man, from... Well, let, let's back up for a second. Let's go pre-COVID, okay? Because I'm very curious about something, and you got to help me out, bro. All right. Because I get a I get a lot of young artists who... Hit me up and say, hey, man, should I be seeking out a record deal um, the way the music industry is right now, the way the music landscape is, the way people listen to music and, and if they buy music at all? Let me ask you this from, from the record label exact perspective here. Um, how do you conduct business within the new music landscape? And this is um. pre-COVID
1: for for me so you you had you you gave me two questions so i'm gonna i'm gonna go with the latter question then i'm gonna go with the the first part i think for me doing uh ministry let's just say pre-covid like i believe in uh tangibles Mm -hmm. right so yes we have streaming platforms yes uh People, This is the digital age, but I think if you give people an experience, you know what I'm saying, and they come to the concerts, like I try to have my concerts to be one of the best experiences people have when they, you know what I'm saying, because I might be the first Christian rapper who concert somebody went to. So I, I want to make sure that I give them 110% and not just... Yeah on stage, but off stage, you know, I'm not going to be the guy in the back, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm all that. I'm going to be in people's face, trying to encourage people, getting to know them. And when that happens and people feel a connection with you, like, you're going to win because people, when they relate to somebody, they, they, uh, they support it. So when I say I believe in tangibles, like, dude, my merch game was insanity. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And just just in in COVID, I can just tell you about that. Like when I released Throw the Crown, I didn't just release an album like my CDs sold out. I released three T shirts, variant T shirts. I, I put out nice um artwork posters. I did vinyl. My vinyl sold out in four days. You know what I'm saying? So wow. I did vinyl. Vinyl is in. Dog. It, it was the best move. It was the best move. You know what I'm saying? And in the last vinyl, <laughs> I put it up for an auction. And all not all because you weren't a part of it, but a lot of the Christian hip hop DJ star
0: auctioning on it. And it just
1: boom, it went crazy. I
0: did, so, I did see that. I did see that.
1: Yeah, so I had other tangibles and like what, what I did when people ordered it from my site, I sent them um the CD with a card with Photos with um, some people got a pin. It it was a whole bunch of stuff that went on in these packages because I believe that when people get tangibles, it enhances their experience. That's why people buy T-shirts at concerts because they want to remember the experience that they had. So that's how I was doing it. So in the answer to your question about should somebody sign or somebody shouldn't sign, I think... I think it's it's where the the person that like um, it was this one artist I don't want to name him but uh, he was like Brinson you've been doing independent thing you've been you've been all around the world you ain't had you ain't you ain't been in the in crowd but God has been moving with you and he was like I don't seeing you I don't think I should sign a deal and I asked him I was like well how much is this label offering you and he said six figures I'm like take the deal. Huh. But but because I've been doing this, you know, with the help of the Lord for so many years. And I'm like, if you can if they can give you a six figures, yep, six figures, and I'm like, just take that and don't spend that money. Build your audience, let let the machine work for you, and then after your contract is up, you already got a platform and you can do independent things because a lot of people don't have um, administration skills. They don't yeah. know yeah. business. They don't know how to read contracts. They don't they don't have a lawyer. You know what I'm saying? They don't have any of this stuff. And I'm like, people are saying, they're looking at what the people on bigger platforms are saying about is I'm like, you're listening to somebody who already got paid for this. You're not listening right. to the people who uh, is out hustling and trying to do it you know what i'm saying but if if you if you don't um have a financial burden and you can and you're fine like i mean i know it's a few guys in christian rap who have really well paying jobs like some guys are are stockbrokers and stuff like that and if you don't need that then stay independent but if you if you've been doing it like me full time or whatever, and an opportunity comes where it can enhance your lifestyle and um, enhance your ministry and enhance the way you give and and bless. Why not? I mean, if you're talented and they sign you to two albums, you tell them you can't make two, you you can't make more than two. Like you just, you take the two, get your platform, get your fan base up. And then after that you rock how you want to rock. But that's just my opinion.
0: That that's a good perspective. I I've never heard it. Um, I've never heard it put that way. And I think I think you have good insight on that, coming from both perspectives as an artist and um, a record label exec. So that's 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 pretty dope. Let's talk about this man. Where 'cause Because I I just did an episode <clears throat> here on the podcast. Um, called "Why I Left Christian Hip Hop." Mm-hmm. Um, of course that was that was the lead in title. Um, but the second part of that is why I'm back, why I came back and, and what I feel like my place is. And I definitely feel like my place now, well, one, just to kind of give you a snapshot of where I was going with that conversation. There was a lot that was happening that I got to see behind the scenes. A lot of the arguments in some spaces, it became very toxic. Um, and it was just too much for me, bro. I had to step away um, just to keep just to keep my sanity, dude um now let me say this i didn't put out no articles and no tweets and no facebook pages
1: It's not needed. hey i'm
0: leaving yeah it's like no let me just step away you know because i'm not I, I can't throw the baby out with the bath water but i just need to get a breath of fresh air let me get right. some air that's basically what it was um i mean we're not even talking about a long time we're talking about maybe a year or two um but i and i said in the in, on the show that it wasn't just the c h h world that I had to disconnect from it was the gospel music, the Christian music world in general because um, mm-hmm. there was a lot of things and it was coming in all at one time from all different angles. It was like I gotta step away for a second or I'm gonna lose my mind bro, trying mm-hmm. to trying to figure all this junk out mm-hmm. um Where do you think um the state of Christian hip hop is now, and where do you think it it should be going? I was on a chat last night um, where it was talking about, should we even rename and rebrand Christian hip-hop? And and I chimed in on that. And and I said that I think that um, we're going to be categorized as Christian rappers because of the content. That's just what it is. You know, anytime Kanye puts out a Christian song, they say he's a Christian rapper, Chance the Rapper, the same thing. So I think that's just going to be there. That's just what it is. But I I was telling the guy, I said, man, maybe we should just call ourselves hip-hop. And I felt like, and I want to get your opinion on this, I felt like that was a missing key ingredient to a lot of what caused my frustration is I felt like we are trying to fit into the gospel world. We're trying to fit into the CCM world. Not everybody, but from a broad stroke approach, that's what it felt like from the, the vantage point that I had. And it was just not working. Um, it, people welcomed it a little bit, but it just wasn't working. Um, that's just the reality. It just wasn't working um, for whatever reason. And, and now we even see, you know, the CCM world as they embraced us, as we begin to talk about other things that they couldn't directly relate to, it became alarming to them, um, specifically talking about um, justice and, and activism and and. Just being pro-black, you know, a lot of those things were foreign concepts to a lot of them, and it just became terrible on all ends, bro. Mm-hmm. But but again, where do you see Christian hip-hop from your standpoint, and where do you think we should be going um, as a culture of CHH?
1: Such a loaded question.
0: I know, right? That was a lot,
1: bro. That was a lot. Um. <laughs> so... Here here's here's where I'm with it and, and, and I wanna give you the rawest, pure, honest answer I can give you. Okay. Um for me personally, uh I think I'm trying my best to not even think about the category. Because hmm. thinking about it takes um brain effort from the
0: mission. Energy.
1: It yeah. takes so much from the from the from the omission of why I'm in it. You know what I'm saying? Like me talking about should we call this thing this or that is so fruitless as a discussion from the reason you're doing it. You know what I'm saying? Because the the person who you know what i'm saying who emailed me and saying i almost and then i heard your song and didn't do it they didn't care what category i was in they just needed help you know what i'm saying yeah. so for yeah. me i i'm trying i try to distance from the entire topic because it takes away from it but my thought about the topic is i don't mind being associated with anything that has to do with Christ. Because yeah. hip hop ain't saved me.
0: Mm.
1: Hip hop ain't mm. die for me. Hip hop ain't when when my dad got his hearing restored <laughs> it wasn't hip hop that did that. It was Christ. When my you know what I'm yeah. saying like when when my mom died for, for like five minutes and the Lord brought her back. Hip hop ain't bring her back. Christ yeah. did. So yeah. if somebody wanna be like should we be Christian hip hop? I deem it an honor to be, to do anything under the servitude of Christ. So, if if the if, I don't care what the world think about me. The world ain't supposed to understand me. I'm supposed to be peculiar. I'm supposed to be different. I'm supposed to be misunderstood because if they didn't yeah. understand Christ and they killed Him, I shouldn't want. I don't want worldly validation. Bump the world. The world need what I got. The world need what you playing. The world, the world don't care what, what they call us because they already got a preconceived notion that we not yeah. dope. And we got a whole bunch of people doper than 99.9% Absolutely. of everything that they doing. So they need to get like us, not we need to get like them. And and the, the the other part of your question about what I think the state is, I think the state of Christian rap is in such a... So, this is what I've learned in Christian rap. In every two to three years, there's a massive turnover. It's a massive yeah. turnover of fans, it's a massive turnover <laughs> of artists. People, I came back you.
0: in the turnover, bro. I came, came back, back in the in, turnover. <laughs> you
1: came, you came, no, you, you probably, you so where you were, so my boots was on the ground, you know what I'm saying? So, you, where you were seen from your vantage point, you probably missed two turnovers. You know so, what I'm saying? Yeah. You probably yeah. missed two turnovers, so now you got people, you got political rap, Christian rap. Mm-hmm. You got Christian rap that's not saying anything about Christ. You got people who saying, uh, you know, don't call me that, but they still uh, be like, I want to gig out of church. Like, you got all these people trying to mesh, and I think the state of it is I don't think it has anything to do with the name. I think the state lost not everybody a lot of people lost the why why i'm hmm. doing it. what i'm doing yeah. it for like am i doing it for clout like praise god some a lot of the a lot of the newer guys i hear a lot of jesus in their music i don't know them you know what i'm saying but what i do know like you know uh i hope they at a local church i hope they're being discipled all that good stuff and um i think the state needs to reevaluate the why if you if you're not doing it, make disciples, point people to the cross, yeah. Give them give them Christ. Then it's not Christian hip hop, you know what I'm saying. And if and if you're not doing it for the Lord and you're just doing rap, then don't take these faith based opportunities. Let somebody who wanna rap for the faith based community do it. But, you know, if people are so prideful and they want their money, mm-hmm. they're not going to do that. that <laughs> got that, secure i tell
0: thought. you what, bro. I, th- I think right there what you said was very key, the why. And that was a part of my journey because I, I got sucked into that abyss of the arguments, of the conversations, of the this and the that. And I had to get away. And I feel like when I got away, I reevaluated the why. Because here's the reality. Even though I stepped away from the scene, I was still doing my Jesus thing. even though I was doing things on the underground hip-hop scene, it was almost as if you I still, was kind of like was
1: being a light and you, know, and you notice the fallen nature of all these people, and you like, you guys need all of this that I got and, and that's and I, I, I totally get it because when, you, when you're not in the, the Christian hip-hop bubble debating the same things that cats have been bait, debating since great Gray- yeah. records and la symphony <laughs> yeah if if you're not debating that and you actually are seeing real people and seeing real world problems and seeing how how fallen man is and you like man i remember a song from hoops or what's it mm-hmm. from this time that if i give it to you it'll rock it'll rock your world so i mean being right
0: I, I remember i remember and this is what i tell people this is what i said in that show I said going over into the underground hip hop scene, doing what I do, not changing who I am, but doing what I do. Um, I I saw that they respect me for from an artist standpoint because I'm a dope DJ. Their words, not mine. Small flex, I'm
1: good. Flex,
0: God made you dope. You know, it is what it is. And and being able to to shed that light, bro. What I saw is one. We've got the answer for hip hop because you're right. We've got some of the best artists. I believe, with all my heart, bro, that Christian rap music, Christian hip-hop music is the best and purest form of hip-hop that's out there. I believe that. And not only do we have the answer from the artistry standpoint, but, man, we've got the answer, which is Christ. And I think going over showed me, like, it it helped me, like you said, understand that why. So now that I'm coming back over, it's like now that I've kind of refocused and recalibrated i'm coming over fresh i know how to bob and weave from that abyss because <laughs> yeah, it's still and, and, there and
1: I, and I, I think to your point is i think that's one of the reasons when i see uh rappers be like oh man this secular guy's is the goat i'm like no he's not like like i did prison ministry for maybe six years straight and i always ask the guys when they get in, uh, when they're incarcerated, because I used to do P-Farms, um, Max Security, death row prisons, all of that. And I and I I say, what were you listening to before you pulled that gun on somebody? What was you listening to when you was carjacking mm. the people? And when they went down the list of these people's goats, I was mm. like, how you the goat? And you was a heavy influence in getting these people where they at. Like, you ain't no goat. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, yeah. <laughs> you, were, you was a tool... From from the serpent, that's what you was. I and like and to your point, we do have some of the greatest uh, artists, lyricists. Like, come on, dude. Like, uh, I I throw some 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 just some throwback names. Like, dude, I don't see a many secular dudes bodying Act Davis, bodying, Mars, no. Swift, bodying uh, a a mouthpiece, a a, a ready writer. Uh, I don't look. Throw D Mob in there. I don't see nobody bodying dude when he was making <laughs> music. Come on, man. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. He, even the new dudes, um, Jay Crum is dope. Um, uh, Mitch, what is his name? Mitch uh, Daryl is dope. Uh, Zay Hill yeah, is dope. Yeah, he's out and here in my these, area. All Mitch. these dudes, way better because, yeah. because we have to be more creative with our message. Like, they talking about the same. Four, five, six five, six subjects over and over. And we have to be 10 times doper mixing and mastering got to be 10 times better. Yeah. So, so we can be that replacement
0: replacement. Absolutely. Now I want to, I want to talk a little bit about the new album, bro. Tell us, cause you listen, if, if there's another guy, like, I don't, I don't know many guys specifically on the indie level of music that have put out as many albums as you have bro <laughs> and, and and I've known you to be in Christian hip hop now at least 15 years at at the very least and oh six. 15 oh, 06 15 that I yeah that I know about
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, you on
0: point. You on point. Okay, I s I, I don't know what your first album was, but I still got solar power on my computer. <laughs> that
1: that was on okay. that was on the first album. Escaping me. And okay. I dropped, I dropped that in 08.
0: So I've I okay. So I've been yeah, so I've I've known you for a minute. Yeah. Um now you got a new a new project out. Throw the crown. Throw the crown. Tell us a little bit about that album. Tell everybody where they can find it. I'm gonna put the little graphic up while you're talking about it.
1: So Um, Throw the Crown is my 10th album, you know what I'm saying? And I felt like it was like a milestone, you know what I'm saying, for to be independent and, and, you know, God allowed me to travel all over. And um, so when I say Throw the Crown, that milestone in Revelations, I believe Revelations 21 and 12, I think that's the, the address. Um, It talks about the elders being around the throne of God and they take their crowns off and throw it at his feet. And Hmm. I think the crowns of the, of what we, uh, what we view as success is your milestones, your accomplishments and the thing that when people see you like he's dope because X, Y, Z. And I'm like, whatever my dopeness is and whatever you think, about me, I throw it at the feet of Christ because without him, I couldn't have done any of these accomplishments. I couldn't have done a a podcast that's been around for six years. I couldn't have done two books, ten albums. The label got 70-something projects under the belt and without the help of Christ, none of this would be possible. So I'm like, I take the crown off and throw it at uh, the feet of Christ. So, I mean, it's it's some of my best work. I got uh, a lot of dope people on it. I got OGs like Petty D, then you got yeah. the, the guys who are who are dope now Stephen Malcolm. You know, got all mm-hmm. the God Chasers on there, Oatmeal, Ready Rider, uh, Nazarite, um, and then you got the new guys like Zay Hill, um, that's on the project, and and it's pretty dope. I mean. One of the best parts about it, I love the artwork because you know I'm a comic boy. I was fan just about fan.
0: to say that, bro. I was about to say that so, like you are you are let me say this, bro. You are a cool dude, okay? Like seriously, bro. You're you're coming on to my show here. Okay. Look at my background, okay? Look at my <laughs> background, bro. You're sitting there with the Sega gimmick going on behind you. You got okay. the shades on, you okay. know what I'm saying? You got the you got the Jaguar hat going on. I, I on. can't pull that off. Do I follow. can't pull that off, bro. You, you, you know? can't then I'm you looking, just,
1: you don't want to. You just you know, what and what then I'm l-
0: but but listen, listen, follow me here. I'm looking at the album cover, bro. Yep. You you look like a, a LeBron James Thanos Gauntlet <laughs> situation. <laughs> I don't know. It's cool. Like yep. everything you just said and described. I'm looking at that in on the album cover. You got the crown in your hand. I'm looking at the throne. There's a bunch of crowns on on the steps of the you know leading up to the throne like this is dope you know yeah who's your who's your uh, comic guy who's your who's your cartoonist that's
1: (laughs) so it so the my past two projects got this type of artwork um and this particular one the guy who penciled and penned it is he's a comic book artist and he's worked on uh stuff like teenage mutant ninja turtles um like real comic book like his stuff in stores and the guy who done the the ink and coloring another guy he worked on a, a, a teenage mutant ninja turtle cover and i met them at some comic cons you know what i'm saying they got yeah. this they got this thing called artist alley so you you go down that's, this that's alley not surprising and, you know what i'm saying you go down this alley and it's like hundreds of artists and you can pay them to, to make custom artwork for you, you know what I'm saying? And um and one dude I seen and he was just don't, no no the guy who did it, he worked on Transformers. The first guy that the pencil okay. and the ink he worked on the Transformers comic nice. book and the guy who did my coloring did Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So um I I also So so is it safe
0: little... is it safe to say is it safe to say you 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 put in a pretty good investment in your situation?
1: For the artwork. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Yeah, I want people if, to hear that. Like, you got to invest yeah. in your situation.
1: Yeah, I, I I personally think the artwork is is just as important as the music, if
0: Absolutely. if not
1: more, if not more because it, not the context, first thing I'm seeing. It's the first thing you're gonna say, and I've been to concerts where uh, people who don't know me, come by my booth, and just because they the artwork is dope, they bought, they buy, and they like, I don't know who you are, nice. but this is way better than everybody else's and i'm gonna pick this up so i believe the artwork is 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 very important so for sure
0: for sure now you've got a book out as well bro um 10 things every christian hip-hop artist should know tell us about that book bro and if you can like i don't want to i don't want to spoil it but give us one of those things and just kind of (laughs) give us a brief snapshot Um, into that so
1: so i i wrote that book and started my podcast the god chases podcast the same year and i did it because i've been independent for so many years and i wanted the people who come after me not to go through the things that i've had to go through mm. being like a one-man band you know what i'm saying with the help of the lord and just if i could i i wanted to give people the gems that the people before me i wish they gave to me you know what i'm saying yeah and uh um, yeah one of one of the chapters talks about uh, one thing. What is it called? One thing isn't the isn't the answer. Meaning, in my in my journey in Christian rap, I would say if I did a song with this person, or if I got a beat mm. from this person, if I get a a article on this website, if I get these many views, it's gonna work. And that's one. Th- that's what it's called. One thing isn't the answer. So it's not if you do this one thing. It's all gonna to come together. It's all these tiny doors build up to a great door when and then God yeah. can elevate you, you know, in, in his time. And so that's that's one important thing that um, I think every artist should know that just because you do yeah. a song is personal, they put you on this album, don't mean your whole uh, the trajectory of your career is gonna change. You know what I'm saying? Just because yeah. some uh, yeah. somebody gave you a shout out on on Twitter you might get 20 followers from the shout out but that might be it you know what i'm saying there's so much yeah. that goes into the momentum of an artist one thing isn't the answer so that's that's basically one of the uh chapters that i talk about and i give examples and things like that and then every and in every chapter i provide action steps cuz i i write nice. i wrote the book nice. the way that i want to read because I hate when I read a book, this is just me, and people give me these background stories. I don't want background stories. Give me the information to help me (laughs) get some traction. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I wrote the book in in Outside of Action Steps. um, I think in every uh, chapter, I gave the prayers that I prayed.
0: Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I
1: mean, not just you're going to get action steps, you're going to get spiritual aspects, you're going to get what I had to do practically and you're going to get the stuff that I personally prayed to, to get traction. And I believe God honored those prayers. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's essential book. You know what I'm saying? It's on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all that good stuff. I think it's essential for guys who want to do it because and and it's, I gave some game about increasing financial income through your music and stuff like that. The stuff that people don't want to tell you, I said it.
0: Yeah, but you also do that through your podcast as well.
1: I do. So yep. talk
0: about your podcast and, and how we can keep up with your podcast as well.
1: Um, I mean, it's on um all the places that you get a podcast. Uh, it's on uh. Well,
0: what's the what's on, the name of the podcast? What's the, the name, the of, the name of the
1: podcast? The podcast is uh, the God Chasers podcast, and um. <clears throat> you know it's on spotify it's on google Podcasts. it's it's on all those places so um
0: for sure and can, i'll make sure i have a link to it on the show notes of this episode as well so people can check you out
1: appreciate it appreciate it and like i said i think it's just um i just wanted to give the people the things that i wasn't given when i started you know what i'm saying and yeah. um in the podcast oh another thing when i have guests on there i ask them that same question i think that's another gem good component to helping artists is <clears throat> i bring other people on and let them tell their story in the in the practical right. things that they did and the things that helped them uh get movement in their career so i think that's that's essential because you need to hear these stories because you Absolutely. When you get those gems and you can miss those uh those places where you can get shipwreck on I think all that's essential.
0: For sure, for sure. Well, Brentson man, listen, bro. You've got a lot of of wisdom. I want to bring you back on the show again. Um Word. and and I know people people always say that I want to bring you back. You know, they say that, but I'm I'm serious. Like I I would love to bring you back. Um specifically because you have a podcast and you've got this book. And I would love to chop it up um, about some of those specific pieces um, in the book. Because I want to make sure that we do, I do everything that I can. Because that's one of the reasons that I came back. Is, is one, as I, was, as I had stepped away, I was watching people like yourself. And you came out with that book while I was away. And I said, man, that's mm-hmm. dope. Thank God somebody is doing something. I, I got to go take a breather. But man, Brinson. He's the guy he's got, he's somebody's got something. I know KJ five two has been another one of those guys uh, who always drops gems and drops game um, for artists. Um, so man, I, I appreciate what you've done. I appreciate your consistency, bro, because one wait of the a minute, things minute that, minute. that, that
1: before, 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 you, before you go, I don't know how much time you got. You need the you've seen these guys, you've seen stuff from behind the curtain and stuff like that. You, why yeah. don't you drop them on pitfalls and all that that you saw? Wow, yeah,
0: You're putting me on the spot now. Um, usually I have these things prepared. I mean, you know, I think one of the greatest pitfalls that I've seen, um, is during that time where people were trying to figure out. Am I a Christian rapper or a rapper that's a Christian? I saw a lot of the bigger names um, making their pivots. But I feel like one of the things that we didn't do a good job on is walking with um, people who followed their careers mm-hmm. to to kind of take that journey too. Now, I, you know, and I, and I you know, I'm going to keep it a buck. I had this conversation with Lecrae. Keep it a buck, man. Um, I, I had this conversation with him. Um, I remember when he came out with church clothes and right. I brought him onto my show and he did an interview. He said, you know, this, this particular project is going to be more so for the hip hop heads. Not so much that regular one, one, six fan base. So I was bracing myself, bro. But then it came out and I was like, bro, like this is an amazing body of work. And, and I feel like it's keeping it, you know, Christ centered even though it's not the traditional um LaCrae record, it's still I still hear what I need to hear and I know I can go give this um to somebody and they don't get pounded over the head, but they can hear real stuff from real people. And I told him, I said, bro, I don't understand what you mean by this it's not for your, your people. Like this was a dope record. Um but I, I felt like them making moves and saying how they're making those moves. It paints from an outsider looking in with a broad stroke and it doesn't really give an opportunity to to walk with people. So the downfall that I saw, because a lot of artists didn't have that context, they were trying to follow in those same footsteps thinking, oh, they're doing it like this, when in Mm -hmm. reality they were doing it like this and they were falling away. So I've seen a lot of artists that have kind of Fell away from the faith, um, who have fallen away from doing Christian music because, one, they put an individual in a place that they shouldn't have been in in the first place, right? You should never put anybody, your pastor, an artist, a husband, a wife, whatever, in a place where only God is supposed to be. Mm. And because a lot of guys put these guys in those spots, when these guys were making those moves, what it began to do, Brinson, is it really began to reveal the heart of where some of these artists really wanted to to go in the first place. Um, and so I think that that and, was and
1: plus and plus, and plus. I don't know. And I probably don't know if you know, I don't know if the Lord told dude to do that anyway. Right. If he told if if the Lord instructed dude to go that way, he instructed him to go that
0: way. He instruct right.
1: all the rest of them to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like exactly,
0: exactly. You saw that from even on the label, even within the label. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. I, I think that yeah. You know, again, I remember, and I, I wanted to tell the story on one of my other shows, but I, since you got me here, you know, we're we're already overtime. It's whatever. Let's I go. remember, um, when I was d I DJed for LaCrae. Um the first time he performed at 106 in part. And I remember there was so many like I gotta do a whole show about that day. Like I've I got untold stories about that. I don't day. even
1: I don't even remember Dude being on one oh six.
0: So he did it twice. Um so when I went on, what song did he perform? Um it was off a of church close too. Uh, round of applause, the joint with B.O.B. That's what we performed. Um and I remember that day, bro, just being in that space because we were there all day, like from morning to late afternoon, early evening, um, to do the taping. And I remember, you know, there was a bunch of one one six people in the audience. And I remember, I do being remember in the
1: that back. I, I, when you said that it, it came. Yep, I remember.
0: Yeah. So I remember being behind the scenes, we're about to go on stage and we're about to to, to do the show. And I remember Lecrae, it was me, Cannon, um, and my man Nate, Lecrae's drummer. And LaCrae said, guys, let's let's pray real quick. He said, because we are, he said something that's fake. He said, We're in enemy's territory and we are not welcomed here. And when we walked out there on that stage, bro, to hear that crowd chanting 116 was. We weren't expecting that at all. And it was like, bro, like, this is dope. It's like, man, we at war. We got the soldiers here ready to rock. You know what I'm saying? And and that was amazing. But behind the scenes, okay, Hmm. there were some conversations that were going on, okay, where there were some business people back there who, you know, make some of the business decisions. How do we, do we, do we, Make sure that they don't call him a Christian rapper. Make sure they say he's a rapper. And this, that, and the other. And that made, you know, I raised the eyebrow. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, I don't know if, I don't know where I'm at with all that right now. But I see, you know, there's this business component to it. Brother ain't going out here compromising his faith. He's bold about his faith. I don't know. I don't know where I'm at with it. That's where I was at at that point in time. So I'm just saying, I I heard a lot of those kinds of conversations happening behind the scenes. Not so much from the artists, but a lot more, per se, from the business people. And a lot of those business people were not coming from the place of Christian hip-hop. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. They were in the music business. These were music business people you know, making these statements and making these calls. So it was, it was very interesting to see. Um And again, I, I got to see a lot behind the scenes, you know, during my time with Reach, I mean, I got a chance to see a lot behind the scenes. And and that was a Little part of the ugly. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, man, I've, I've got stories. And, that, and that's what I want to bring to the show is I want to share some of these stories. Somebody told me I need to write a book. And I probably got enough stories to write a book, for sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not going to share this on you this. You got to
1: make sure you don't get sued.
0: Right. Hey, listen, I ain't signed no no NDIs. You know what I'm saying? None of the stories that I got are crazy. You know what I'm saying? They're not, they're not risque, <laughs> per se. I'll say that. None of the stories are risque. Um, mm-hmm. I think the more the most risque story I got, I'm going to tease here, We all we did almost have an international incident um, in Jamaica back in the day, and that's all I'm gonna say about that.
1: (laughs) Okay, okay, okay.
0: Oh man, I I gotta save that one for another show. But yeah, it was wow, by God's grace. (laughs) Um, But yeah, man, I I think I think you drop a lot of wisdom, bro. And I like bringing. And this is what I was trying to say before you, you asked me that question. I appreciate um your consistency, bro. Like seriously, I'm not trying to gas you, but I've seen people come and go. You've seen people come and go, okay? To be consistent in this game in the music game, first of all, period is is a is a is a huge feat. But to be consistent in the Christian hip-hop world is even more of a feat to me because you're talking about a subgenre of a subgenre of a subgenre okay a microcosm um that that's still you know in in a state of um of building you know what i'm saying like i don't feel like chh right now is, is on a complete um solid foundation as far as the business side okay i think we still got a lot of work to do there's been a lot of talks between people when it comes to theology But for the most part, we all believe um, the same thing. Christ's death, burial and resurrection, faith, um, you know, salvation by grace through faith. I think those are the foundational pieces and we can have those open handed discussions from a theological perspective all day.
1: It's it's not not a lot of theological debates like it used to be, because, I mean, I I call that I call what we were in the Pharisee era. That's what I that's what I call it. I call well, you me.
0: weren't even in the thick of it, bro. You if you came in the two thousand and six era, bro, bro, <laughs> bro.
1: I was in it. I was in it. I was. I was. I was more in it than the usual person because I was in between. You know, when 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 I'm on tour, I'm usually touring with every name, high level, mid yeah. level people you never heard of. So it was everywhere. But it's not. It's not.
0: But but this is what I'm saying, the fact that you were touring and enduring that. Okay, I'm talking about the late mid '90s, bro. When cats was like, "This is of the devil," that era, bro. That's so we had to come through, you know. and, And I and I told this in the in that show that I did about why I left Christian hip hop. Christian hip hop has endured a lot from all angles. Okay and the fact that it even still exists is a testament in and of itself that people still want to do it
1: well, you know'm saying I don't, think, I don't think it's a it's a it's that much of a testament as I think it's a tool for the that's being used by the Lord just like worship music absolutely you know
0: what yeah
1: people yeah they they enter in the presence of God through worship music. I think this is just one of those. Fascinating uh, baits that the Lord used to draw people. You know what I'm saying? And like that's why I think it's so much room for for Christian hip hop on every sound. The boom bap sound; those people appeal to people in late 30s, 40s, 50s because that's their era. Then you got
0: that's real hip hop. It,
1: it's it's a it's a tool and um and I think to I did want to say this to your point of, of of my longevity, I think it's because I'm called, you know what I'm saying? And the Lord is with me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? My faith yeah. is, is totally in the Lord because I think it's one of them things, like I've never been the, the cosign dude. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like you ain't, you ain't never hear none of the dudes be like, oh, he you know, no, nah, it's, it's being me and the Lord mm-hmm. and, and God is the one that opened doors for me over and over and over and over and over again. And I think for new artists, their mind but new artists, artists that been in, I think all artists in this genre, mine just gotta be God is the one that's gonna open these doors. And if he don't do it, it ain't gonna be done.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's a very good, a very good outlook, bro. Hey man, before we get out of here, bro, let everybody know how they can keep up with you, man. Drop all your socials, um, your website, the whole nine yards.
1: Cool. Um, my website, you can go to IMBrentson.com. Dot com or godchasers dot um, on my website. I, I just I never plug this, but I'm gonna just do it on this show. Like if you order any type of album from my website, like a hard cop- copy CD, and you and you see me on on this show, I'm gonna send you a package that's probably worth over a hundred something dollars and just because you see me on this show, um, my Instagram is God chases G O D C H A S E R Z. And on Twitter is I am Brinson. You know what I'm saying? So, um, oh, oh, there you I, go. And I never get to say this on my website. I got albums. That's not released anywhere.
0: There you go. Yep. There you go. So make sure you guys go buy um, the Brinson merch. Let them know that you're here at the show. Um, here on the djp dog in the mix podcast so that you know i can get some kickback right can i get a little bit of coin oh. no, just... yep. affiliate no, no, marketing I... bro come on podcasting bro no, 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 affiliate no, marketing
1: you, you look you will <laughs> let somebody do it and say they've seen it on the show i will hit there uh, you cash go app. cash app is a ministry come on somebody
0: absolutely 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 man listen Thanks so much for, for coming on to the show, bro. I know you're a busy dude. You got the whole situation going. Bro, you know, in all the years that I've known you, and we've done a lot of live shows together, whether it be, you know, the Flavor Fest or, you know, I've done events down in Jacksonville where you are. And, and bro, I've never seen you without shades, bro.
1: Nobody I've has.
0: Never, I've never seen you nobody without. Is that, is
1: nobody that... has. Nobody has. <laughs> it's, dude. Has, has you. Have you? Has your
0: wife ever seen you without the shades, bro? Did you walk down the aisle with the shades on? Listen,
1: listen, listen. Think about MF Doom.
0: There you go. Enough said.
1: That's all I got to say. Think about MF MF Doom. RIP MF MF Doom. MF Doom would have a concert, and somebody would come ask MF Doom, rap all his stuff, and take off the, the the thing and they know that ain't him.
0: <laughs> you you never knew that. Bro, I so that that was one of the you know, I, I know he passed away not too long ago. Um and I was like, man, like how dope would it have been if somebody would have just picked up the gimmick and just kept it going. To me,
1: that would be the most brilliant thing somebody could ever do because he had other people doing it. Like, I don't like low key. I'm like, why nobody thought about that? Cause I said the same thing. I mean, you had all these people dress like you and do it. If I would, so if I was in secular hip hop and I was one of those guys that dressed as him and went out and did his stuff, I would have did it. I would have been, uh, gf doom i don't know but it would have been it would have been the thing
0: yeah you no know? kind of like kind of like back in wrestling days when donk the clown would leave they would bring on a new Dunk the clown Or one of the lines that you said in one of your 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 lyrics you said uh something about the real diesel i think you made a reference to that. Is that is that, uh, is that oh, right or the,
1: uh, uh, the real uh, razor
0: ramon or something like that
1: i said something about uh Hall and nash that's diesel that's razor Something yeah like that
0: yeah yeah, yeah yeah so for those who don't catch that reference back in the day there was these wrestlers in wwf uh, razor ramon and and diesel their real life characters kevin nash and scott hall with the wcw and wwf kept uh razor ramon and diesel but they were fake absolutely hysterical um <laughs> terrible by the way awful Nonetheless, we're not about to talk about wrestling on this show. We'll come back another day and talk about wrestling. (laughs) There's a lot of Christian hip-hop heads in wrestling, bro. I don't know if you knew that or not.
1: My my guy, Omega Sparks, um, not Omega Sparks, it's uh, Cutright. He got one of his songs on uh, AEW. Really? Yes. So shout out to him. He on on the album too. He's actually on that song you was talking about.
0: Nice. So there's a guy Hold on, I'm about to tell you exactly who he is. There's a guy who works for WWE, bro. Um, I'm going to tell you his name in a second. His name is uh, J- Josiah Williams. Do you know who Josiah Williams is? I do not. So he's a Christian hip-hop artist, bro. He works for NXT. So I'm a, so you may know this. Do you remember? Not this past year, and I said we wasn't going to talk about wrestling, but daggit, here we are. We here. Um, we here. <laughs> um, the year that NXT beat everybody in Survivor Series. Yep. Yeah. Okay. NXT come on TV, and there's the skinny black kid on the mic. He's a Christian rapper, bro.
1: Wow. Wow! Yeah, wow! Now you know Monster Tauber, You heard of him?
0: Yep. Yep.
1: <laughs> he was he was a, he was in the Nexus in WWE.
0: He gave me all his, his his um. He gave me all his stuff, bro. He was a rapper.
1: Yeah, he dope. He dope. He's dope. Um, he's super dope. And who else is in wrestling? Dude, it's I'm I'm so AJ I'm Styles.
0: Eating. AJ Styles is a huge AJ fan. Style of Christian hip hop funny story by AJ Styles bro and dang it I said we wasn't going to talk about wrestling do you remember the night that AJ Styles won the, the WWE championship the first time the it first was a backlash bro. backlash matter of fact I've got the backlash chair so I reached out to AJ um, and said hey man I'm, I'm, I'm in town I would love to come check you out I was driving through I was coming from New York Driving back home here to North Carolina, and had to go through Richmond, and um, so he got me tickets to the show, front row. Me and my me and my brother in law, we front row um, at the pay per view. He wins the belt, bro, and, and do you know what happens? He calls me up, say, "Hey man, let's go grab some food." So we wow. go to the little area. We go to the little area where um, all the wrestlers park. Fans everywhere because everybody's trying to get a quick look at who's coming through the the tunnel or whatever. And my little brother-in-law, he was, he was bugging out. He was like, oh, man, we're going to get to see somebody. I was like, hey, man, listen, calm down, bro. Just chill out. You ain't got to be marking out like these, uh, these guys. Like, we, we about to go hang out with the champ. Hold tight. So AJ pulls up, bro, blasting some KB. Blasting it, bro. People are everywhere. He calls me on the phone and says, hey, man, where you at? I said, man, I'm right here. He says, he rolls down his window says hop in the car now everybody's looking at me and my little brother like who are these guys who are these guys they look at me bro you know they started chanting you ready for this bro they thought right. i was shelton benjamin they thought i was shelton benjamin
1: <laughs> that's great uh, show, benjamin is way tall taller and bigger than you do but you know
0: it was dark outside you know what I'm saying? It's dark outside. We're about the same complexion, right? And I'm I'm a pretty you know big build or whatever. They thought that I was Shelton Benjamin. I thought that was the most hysterical Ass, thing bro. ever.
1: AJ Styles, dude, he's a big he he's a big video game head, Christian mm-hmm. rap head. Like I, I, he he would be somebody really dope to hang with, knowing he a believer.
0: He is, bro. Like he's super down to earth like humble dude bro you know what I'm saying like the first time we met um, he was at the Dove Awards him and Montel Jordan presented Lecrae with the Dove Award um, this particular year and you know I wasn't in. I was never into TNA at all and this is when he was still I think he had just transitioned out of TNA um, and it was, was getting all, ready to uh, head to Japan
1: side, side note his best matches in tna
0: Hands, i believe it. he down. was a lot younger he could do a lot of more oh. stuff so i that's the thing i didn't look at i never watched tna like a full show but i knew who he was because of how dope his matches were you know i would catch glimpses and clips of like yo this dude is this dude is crazy for one this dude is nuts so he's he's presenting lecrae with this award so I go backstage and I'm talking to him. I'm like, "Yo, man, I'm a big, you know, wrestling fan." Blah, blah, blah. And this dude is like, "Hey, man, you think Lecrae will take a picture with me?" I'm like, "Come, are you are you serious, bro? Like, you're you're AJ freaking Styles. Like, you are you're a way bigger name than Lecrae is right now, bro. You know what it I'm saying? He was it depends who you ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking at the numbers, though, when you look at the numbers, okay." AJ is a way bigger name than a little cray. That's what it is. Yeah. Again, like you say, you're right. And depending on the circles and whatnot, I get it. But what, I, what it was, it was amazing to see how excited he, like, he was like a child, bro. He was like a little kid in a candy store. It was hysterical. Great guy. Um, Titus O'Neill, bro. Another one. Dope. Um, yeah. Yeah. Another brother, man. Like, um, I mean, there's so many, who else is out there? Um you remember yeah, big um Yeah, you remember um Ezekiel Jackson?
1: That's my homeboy. We real tight. He,
0: Man, where's this
1: he, Anytime anytime I was in Atlanta doing a concert, he was at the show.
0: I never met him in person. We were we were following each other on Twitter. And I remember um I think he reached out to me. And say, hey, man, I'm going to this concert with, um, you know, Reach is doing a concert. Are you going to be there? I said, no, I'm not going to be there. But, you know, I put him in contact with whoever to get backstage. And he took a picture with Tadashi. And Tadashi's texted it to me. And this guy is, is flexing his muscle. This dude is huge, bro. Like, his bicep is bigger than my freaking forehead, bro. He's a big guy. So he, what's he, he, what's he he's, doing he's, nowadays, bro?
1: So he got a wrestling school. It's called uh, Brick. House because his his real name is Rick, Rickline Rick Rick. And so Brick and Rick is in the same word. So it's uh Brick House Wrestling. And he's in Cali. And I think when I was one of the last times I was touring in Cali, he drove from a whole nother town to come. Uh we went to Roscoe's chicken and waffles together and uh um, nice his his kids love me, dude. So I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a brief story. I was in Atlanta stage diving at a concert, dude. And dude, <laughs> and he was he was still in WWE, but he had hurt his one of his arms. And
0: dude, yeah.
1: I kid you not, like this was when I was going stage dive crazy. I jumped probably like the sixth time, and I think I lost my legs under me, and dude just held up one of his hands, caught me with one hand, threw me back on stage. I believe
0: it. I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> Crazy. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. But look, man, listen. Um, I I think I saw that that he was in Cali. I didn't think that that was him because I was like, man, I know he's in Atlanta, but I guess yeah. that is him. Um, yeah, so I'll reach out and say what's up. But um, but listen, man. Again, I'm gonna have to bring you back on the show, bro. You got to get me on your show, bro. That like I've been I've been wanting to get on. The God Chasers podcast is day one, bro. The hottest 30 minutes in podcasting, bro. Okay.
1: Podcast land. The hottest 30 minutes in podcast land.
0: You got, you guys see, you see what he did there? So his show, he keeps his show to 30 minutes. He takes me to over an hour. You see that? You know, he's making sure, he's making sure that this show goes more than 30 minutes so he can stick to the (laughs) mantra. That's what that is.
1: No, dude, nobody nobody talks to me about music, ministry, and wrestling. I mean, this, trip, this is a triple-double.
0: There it is. There it is. Well, Brinson, man, seriously, bro, I'm going to definitely have you back on the show, bro. Um, we got a lot more to talk about. I want to hear some of the stories from the road. I want to hear some crazy stories of collabs, and we're going to talk about all those things when I bring you back. So not only am I saying I'm going to bring you back, but I'm telling you what we're going to talk about. That's how serious I am. But I say Word. we're going to get you back on the show. Get it, okay. Get
1: it. Thanks for having me, brother.
0: For sure. Listen, this is the DJ P dog in the mix podcast guys. Listen, I got more coming up for you guys. So stay tuned. So there you guys have it, man. Make sure you check out my guy. Brinson's um, information. I will have it all in the show notes, man. Great guy. And I'm definitely going to have him back on the show, man. The guy is full of knowledge. And he's just a fun cat to 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 hang out with like i think we hung out like maybe 30 minutes after we got done with the show and we cut an episode for his podcast as well man he had to he had to flex on me a little bit and show me his marvel comics collection dude's got like some amazing stuff man hopefully next time we bring him on i'll let him share some of that with you guys all right but listen um two things i wanted to talk about one i wanted to give you guys um a health update So I told you guys in the last episode that I had to go to the dentist to get some dental work done. All right. So I had this this two part procedure. Same thing they were going to do one side of my mouth, then the other side on another day. So I went in the first day and everything went well. I'm going to keep this short and sweet. okay? so follow me here. Everything went well. But then I went in again for the second part of the procedure. And bro, I don't know if my if my nerves just got the best of me. But, man, my blood pressure, like, shot through the roof, okay? Now, I've been battling um, high blood pressure for a while now. But I've got it under control. I've got it managed. I've been eating right. I've been working out. You know, the doctor said, man, I made some great progression. You know, I've been in the lower 120s, over 70s for a good while. But I met this dentist, man. She's, She's about to do the work. Okay, she says, let me take your blood pressure. And I don't know if my nerves just got the best of me, but man, my blood pressure shot through the roof, bro. It was like 160 over like 111 or something like that. I've never, even in my worst days of, of high blood pressure, have never seen those kinds of numbers. They were like, listen, we can't do any work, so you need to go to your primary doctor and and find out what's going on. And before you come back in, um... You got to be cleared by your doctors before we can do this procedure. So I took about two and a half hours to go get myself together, go relax, get my nerves together and went to see my doctor. She took my blood pressure like three times. It had definitely come down way lower. Um, And then after I came home, it came down lower. And the last two days, it's been like back at normal, you know, 120s over 60 something, you know, which is right where I want to be. So I'm actually going back in um, to get the treatment. Um, actually, by the time you guys see this, hopefully, the second treatment will be finished and be done. I've got so I, I what happened, guys, is I I've been going through um, uh, some mental things when it comes to my health, and so every sometimes little things can trigger um, what I would call an episode, or where it's like I'm stressed. And because of stress, my blood pressure goes up, and having this this dental work done, it has been stressful. Um, it hasn't been bad, but I don't know so i i've I have well, I was the uh i was you know what do they call it the white coat syndrome gimmick, where you know you go into a doctor's office and that automatically like triggers your your alarms or whatever. So hopefully by the time you guys see this, I'll be done with that second part of the treatment. and it's it's all mental. Because, again, I went in uh, for the first treatment. Now, granted, they didn't check my blood pressure. They should have. They didn't check it the first time, but everything went well. And so I don't know. I don't know, bro. So hopefully, by the time you guys see this, everything will be okay. And hopefully, I can give you guys a great report um, on the next episode. And I'm going to talk on the next. I'm not, I was going to do it today, but I'm going to wait till the next episode. I'm going to talk to you guys about my birthday, okay? I want to tell you guys about... A birthday that I had when my wife my dear loving wife got me what she thought was the gift of a lifetime okay I'm gonna talk about that on the next episode because I want to get you guys opinion on on this gift okay and not only are we gonna talk about that but I've got a another guy that I'm gonna be bringing on the show I'm gonna be bringing on my guy Lucky Murray from 44 radio and chhnow.com and he's gonna be joining me and I'm gonna be introducing him to you guys as he will be a recurring guest on the show. And what we're going to be doing when he comes onto the show is we're going to dive into stories and uh, stories in the music business and Christian hip-hop world. And we're going to kind of, you know, give our commentary on them, dissect them a little bit, and give our thoughts on what's going on in the music business and the Christian hip-hop world and whatnot. And uh, so I'm going to bring Lucky Murray onto the show next week. Okay, we'll be right back here, same time. Same station. We broadcast every Monday night on Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook, all at DJP Dog. And then, of course, you guys see the audio. Well, that's the video version. And then you get to hear the audio version on Apple Podcasts, on um, Amazon Audible, on Google Podcasts. And, of course, you can see and hear the show on DJPDog.com. Well, listen, man, that wraps up today's show. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Make sure y'all check out my man Brenton again. All his information is in my show notes. And I will holler at you guys later. One love, peace. Thank you for checking out DJP Dog in the Mix Podcast. Please subscribe via YouTube and hit that notification button. Also subscribe via Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Audible.